Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're having fiercely authentic conversations on life, love, leadership, and our personal and collective liberation. In a culture that benefits from our fear, suffering, and disconnection from source self and others, we're here to shift the narrative so that together we can create the world we want to live in. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Pathak, and I'm excited for us to dive right in. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about why it is that I keep talking about our relationship with ourselves. The entire work of Fierce Authenticity is about the ways in which we relate with ourselves because the way in which we relate with ourselves is the way that we relate with everyone else around us, whether that be other people, places, or things, whether that be achievements, success that we want to see, like every relationship that we have in our outside world is always indicative of the relationship we have with ourselves. And so that's why it's really important for me today that we take an opportunity to focus on a little bit deeper about why that is. The work of fierce authenticity is also about liberating ourselves, liberating ourselves from all of the stories, all of the pain, all of what has held us back in showing up truly, fully, authentically in an aligned and embodied fashion. And though I've been speaking about fierce authenticity more from a way of like, it's really about our relationship with ourselves, a big part of this podcast is for me to be sharing about the bigger and larger themes in our collective society right now as they relate to oppression and liberation, and how we are going to create the world that we actually want to see and the world that we actually want to live in. So today's episode is going to be focused on dismantling the oppression from within. A lot of times when we talk about the oppression or when I talk about the oppression, it might seem like it's this external entity, something that we don't have control over, something that controls us. And though there is a part of that that is true, what is even more true is that we cannot dismantle all of the oppressive systems that are out there if we are continuing to operate from oppressive systems within. And what I mean by that is when we have been impacted for centuries by oppressive systems and structures, we by nature internalize these systems that are oppressive and we continue to replicate that same dynamic within ourselves. And so that's where it gets tricky. Because if we are replicating these patterns within ourselves, that definitely means we can't go and dismantle and create the world that we want to see out there. If our inner world, if our world in here, in your insides is still operating from 
the lens of the oppression, from the tools of the oppression, and using all of the tools of the supremacy and the oppression and the colonizers. We can't do that. And again, it feels really important to say that every single person, no matter what the color of your skin, has been impacted by the supremacy and by the oppression and by colonization. Those who did the oppressing and those who were the oppressed. Another way to think about it is those who were doing the conquering and those who were the conquered. And if we want to take it and make it more animalistic, it is the predator and the prey. Who were the ones doing the predatory practices and who ended up being the prey? And the trippy, even more mind-boggling piece about it is that internalized within each and every single one of us, we are all made up of components of oppressor and oppressed. And that's why we cannot dismantle systems of oppression from the outside. It's like a Trojan horse. We have to dismantle systems of oppression from the inside out, not the other way around. And sure, we can be doing some external work of dismantling oppression and oppressive structures. And I want you to think about it. If you are continuing to perpetuate cycles of oppression within yourself, then how are you going to be able to create a new system? You can't create a new system using the same tools that built the first system in the first place. And I hesitate in saying that those tools were broken because as you and I both know, those tools were made to be quote unquote broken. The system isn't broken. The system was built this way because of supremacy culture and supremacy thinking and us them thinking and the dehumanization of those who are considered other. So when we look at the systems around us, we can see that though we might think that the system is broken, the system is actually structured and set up exactly the way it was meant. Because centuries ago, and I'm not just talking about the US and slavery and the Constitution and all of that and how a bunch of old white men wrote the Declaration of Independence and wrote the Constitution and the goal was to keep old white men in power and to not give any power or authority to women or individuals who were not white. So all of the BIPOC individuals. Now that's what it was founded on. And when you think of those times, it makes sense because that's what they knew. And I'm not just talking about that time. I am talking about even further back beyond that. I'm talking about how the same systems of oppression operated in Europe and how the same systems of oppression operated in other empires and eras in which there was the dynamic between conqueror and conquered. So the system was built that way. It is not broken. 
which is why if we are to create a new system and if we are to create new ways of doing it, we have to first dismantle all of the old ways of doing things. And as we are dismantling these old ways of doing things, we also need to take time to think about what is the system that we want to create? What are the structures that we want to create? And how is each human treated in that system and that structure? And how is the earth treated in that system and that structure? And how are all of our resources treated in that system and that structure? Which is why it's important for us to start from within. Oppressive systems cannot be dismantled from the outside. They have to be dismantled from the inside. Let's use an example of an old house that's falling apart. The house is creaky, it's rickety, it's at risk of being condemned, a condemned building. Floors are sagging. The structure of the building itself, the house itself, you know, the frame is starting to, the wood is starting to split apart. It's not going to go well. And so when thinking about building a new house, it's not going to work if you simply take down the walls and take out the floor and use the existing structure that was already there in order to build that new house. Because if your structural support beams and if your studs in the walls, if those are all cracked and split and moldy and weather damaged and aged, it is not going to support the new home that you are trying to build. And that's exactly what it's like when we are trying to create new systems and structures in our world itself. We cannot build the new system, the new way of being, our new home on top of those structures that are falling apart, decrepit, and just crumbling. It's not going to support us. And that is why I emphasize time and time again how we need to start doing this work from within. And that is why my entire focus, everything that I do is based on the relationship we have with ourselves and how all of these stories that we have inherited, the traumas that have been passed down intergenerationally, how those have impacted us, how colonization, oppression, supremacy culture, how all of those things have impacted us and the ways that they have led us to believe things about ourselves that are simply not true. And the reason they're not true is because they are simply the ways that the oppression and supremacy culture continues to keep us down until we wake up to the fact that this is what is going on. 
When I work with my clients in my therapy practice, one of the things I like to share with them is that once you've seen something, you cannot unsee it. And so once you see this pattern of how all of these stories, all of these narratives have really been built to keep you in an a one down oppressed position and how that is a tool of the oppression and the supremacy in order to keep you from speaking up and out and doing something differently. Because if you did something differently, you would crumble the entire fragile structure that the supremacy is built on. Because let's get real, when there is such a strong power dynamic and when there is such a strong need for control as there is with supremacy culture and cultures of oppression, it is because inherently that system knows how weak it is. And that is why it needs to exert so much control. So the system knows that if you were to believe the truth about yourself, the truth about how wonderful, amazing, beautiful, talented that you are, how loved you are, how well supported you are. The system knows that if you knew that, then you would start to look around the world and see all of the places where the incongruities of other people not believing in those things and why it is that they don't believe those things The system knows if you were to see that and connect to that from your place of aligned truth, then you would do what is necessary to support others in seeing the truth of who they are. And when all of us wake up to the truth of who we actually are, that's the downfall of the system the system of oppression, the system of colonization, the system of the colonial capitalist patriarchy, that's when those systems will crumble and fall, which is exactly why the system of oppression and supremacy doesn't want you to do the work that is required internally so that you can see the truth of who you are. So keep this in mind as you go out throughout the rest of your day and you start looking at where the work needs to be done and know that when your internal world changes, when the system from within you changes, only then will the outside world change? Until next time, take really good care. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I want to give credit where credit is due and acknowledge all of the amazing humans who help make this podcast possible, starting with our main cover photography, which is by Jillian at Epoxy Studios. Cover design, transcripts, blog posts, and all of the pretty IG quote graphics you see are done by my assistant, Ana Olvina. 
custom music and editing is done by my editor, Diego Velasquez. And though this isn't a human, I do want to acknowledge that all messages that you hear on the podcast are channeled through the divine wisdom that flows through me. If you're enjoying what you're hearing and you want to get in on ways to support the podcast and get in on community, there's many ways to do so. Starting with rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Share the podcast with everyone you know, including screenshotting it and sharing it on IG. And when you do that, please be sure to tag me at Sharani M. Pathak. If you have the financial means to do so, then please head on over to coffee.com slash Sharani, that's ko-fi.com slash Sharani, where you can make a one-time or monthly contribution starting at just $5. It takes upwards of $300 a month to support my podcast team. And by making a financial contribution, you're contributing to the podcast and you're supporting all of us and the labor that we are doing to make this podcast possible for you. And lastly, if you want in on the Fierce Authenticity email community where I share behind-the-scenes info, stories I don't share anywhere else, and opportunities to get first dibs on anything I'm offering, then head on over to www.fierceauthenticity.com slash newsletter to join the community. As a welcome gift, you'll receive an audio training I've recorded just for you on what fierce authenticity is and why it matters at this revolutionary time on our planet. Until we meet again, take really good care.